Hey there, demons. It's us, your girls. Welcome to the 17th Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins, two goblins that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. And today, we're going to continue riding the anime train, so choo-choo, bitch. <laughs> Relationships of anime. <laughs> Let's go. Choo-choo, bitch. Yes, choo-choo. Anime train. <laughs> Leaving oh, the station. God. Are you on it yes. or are you not? <laughs> I am always on this train, girl. I am always here for some anime. Yeah, on, on, on the road to purgatory on the anime train. <laughs> and... We're going to talk about relationships, y'all. It's the good, the bad, the you're not sure what it is quite yet, but we're going to get into it and more. And more. We're going to get into the romantic, the familial, the friendships, what have you. There is a lot of different ways of love to give in this world and a lot of ways to fuck it up. Nice. That's a good (laughs) summation. (laughs) Hey, you know... I used to write headlines for newspapers, so. Oh, get out of town. Well, that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Prior careers of this lifetime. Um, oh, boy. Yikes. <laughs> oh, but we're, let's bring yeah, it back. Yeah, bringing it back now, y'all. Um, so what do we want to do? Do we want to start with the good or the bad news? Let's, you know what? Why don't we... What did we do last time? Did we start with the bad and then end with the good? I think we started with the bad and ended with the good. Yeah, okay. So let's do this time where we start with the good and with the bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Start it on a high note and then slowly fall downhill. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> um, well, healthy relationships. Uh, there's animes with them in it yes you know surprising yeah those are a thing um the one that comes to mind and one that our auditory viewers may be familiar with us uh just hamming it up on is my hero academia and i feel like there's a lot of great examples of both very positive healthy relationships and some that are less than desirable yeah i I mean, I would say, like, one of my favorite relationships in My Hero Academia, to start off with, like, a more gentle one, is is Deku and his mom. Oh, my heart. That is such a good and pure mother-son relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. she is always there for him. Mm -hmm. She, you know, Deku kind of has that point of, you know, that's not what you should have said when I was a kid and I found out that I didn't have a cork. But at the same time... She's a single mom doing her best, okay? And she... 100%. She supports him and his dreams continuously, you know? And is always mm-hmm. there and does her best. And, like, it's just... My heart melts for for Mrs. Midoriya. <laughs> I, absolutely. I, I like the fact that, you know, they did uh, choose to make Deku a little copy of Mama. Yes! <laughs> Um, and the tears, the tear stream from Mrs. Midoriya. Um, you know, it's just, it's really sweet. And I know there were times when, uh, especially when UA was under attack a lot Mm. and when Midoriya was messing up his arms a lot. Yeah. Just breaking them bones all day, (laughs) every day. Um, and that's, you know, when she had questioned kind of this dream that he had of becoming a hero. Mm. 
but that at the end of the day, you know, it is a mom worrying about her son, just wanting him to be happy, uh, live a full and fulfilled life. Right. I mean, I remember yeah. that moment when they were going to move the students into the dorms and she originally mm-hmm. said no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big fat and no. And she even admits in the anime, look, I know you're going to hate me for this. Maybe not hate, but like you're going to be upset about this. But I am your mother and yeah. you are my son. And my number one goal in life is to make sure that you survive. And yeah, to yeah. me, this is not it. And so like, what a good way <laughs> which she's right she has a good point right, you like, know what a good healthy way of showing parental love and like acknowledging their their child's emotions acknowledging that it's valid that you're gonna be mad at me but mm-hmm. this is what i see as best for you and then i mean they worked through it and he went anyways but like yeah i'm not here to be your friend i'm here to be your mom and you're breaking your bones my right son. you cannot guarantee your safety away from my household Probably couldn't guarantee your safety at her household, too, but that's besides the point. <laughs> sure, sure. You know. But the little All Might uh, onesies he had in the flashbacks, oh so cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> so tiny. I loved it so much. But, yeah, what a great way to hit the ground running. <laughs> Very wholesome. Lots of love. Lots of love. <laughs> 11 out of 10 would recommend. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I think kind of, too... The parent role and also tying in with Midoriya is the relationship between Midoriya and All Might. Yes. Um, the potential and just the ambition that Deku has, but also that his heart is in... So, is that fair to say it's in a pure place, I would... Right? Yeah. I mean, Deku's whole catchphrase is he wants to be a hero that makes people smile. I don't know how much more pure you can get. Yeah, yeah. And... I'm so glad that All Might gave him a chance. I mean, this is just such a crazy amount of power. And here's this boy without a quirk. And he's like, hey, I see you. (laughs) And I see the goodness of your heart, young man. Right. And I know we talked about this briefly before of people who make the relationship between All Might and Deku weird. And Nope. Nope. just... (laughs) Again, I'm just touching back on this since we're talking about relationships yeah, and healthy it's relationships. Yeah. All Might is a mentor relationship to Deku. I yes. I know some people like consider him a father figure. I don't even know if I would really consider him a father figure, but mm-hmm. just, I mean, he's Deku's hero. He looks up to him. That's the person yeah. that he has idolized. And so to me, Maybe this is just me showing my own issues, but I don't see that as being a dad. I see that as someone who (laughs) is quite literally the number one hero of Japan, of the world, I think, All Might was. So, yeah, yeah. That is someone who has very big goals. And the fact that he, like, he's just, he's a good person. He humbles himself to give, you know, all for one to, or not all for one, one for all, (laughs) sorry. One for all to Midoriya and then teach uh-huh. him how to wield it. It's a mentorship. Yeah, with such patience and compassion. Mm-hmm. And not to say, you know, he doesn't worry about him or might not get upset with him. Mm-hmm. Because he he sees the change in Midoriya through the series and how he comes to find himself. Mm-hmm. You know, one, and how do I adapt these powers so they don't destroy my body? <laughs> From the inside out. But then also my role in UA, you know, with these other soon-to-be heroes, 
it, it's a very interesting thing that uh, All Might gets to navigate with mm-hmm. Izuku throughout the series. Yeah. And I love the fact that um, All Might calls him young Midoriya. <laughs> He calls he calls him also young Bakugo too. Like it's young Midoriya and young Bakugo. Yeah. And young Todoroki or whatever. I I'm just such a fan of that because like also the delivery, you know, with the voice or just young Midoriya. <laughs> it's so good. Eat this. A slight a slight off topic comment here is I love the fact that his ringtone is I am here. <laughs> and I love the fact that the faculty of the university gets so annoyed about it, too. <laughs> They're just like, are you serious right now? You're, okay, cool. Yeah, that's lame as fuck, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> or iconic. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm with you on that one. I just want it to be kind of testy. <laughs> and be like, eh, eh. Oh, <laughs> You're like, this early already? A big thing that I I think is just so hard to miss because it hits you in the face literally every couple episodes is the dynamic of the Todoroki family. Mm. Like, between members and then all of them against one man, one very flawed man. The Todoroki family is a, a complete enigma because you have a, a mom who does, I feel like, genuinely care for her children. Yes. She was mm-hmm. pushed to her fucking limit though. And Oh, absolutely. It's it's argued and it needs to be argued that what she did was bad. What she did to Todoroki, like not Todoroki, to Shoto was bad. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. because you're pushed to your limit doesn't mean you pour boiling water on your six year old. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I no. That is that is still abuse and it's still bad and it needs to be rectified. But Yes. At at the same time, she immediately felt guilt about it, felt shame about it. You know, this last episode we talked about where those mm-hmm. two need to be present to show growth in a human being, basically. Yeah. And she had to work through that. And unfortunately, she had to work through it entirely on her own. Yes. Um, For the listeners, she was institutionalized by Endeavor and has spent most of, at least in the anime, at least the five seasons, right, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. In a very pretty prison, so to speak. Yeah. And the process of Shoto understanding what happened and rebuilding that bridge mm-hmm. and connecting with his mom again and the process of his siblings doing the same thing. He was the one, the trailblazer in a sense. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with Midoriya, with Izuku. And yeah. I think it's really... it's so positive because the fact that Izuku had such a good relationship with his mom, had such a strong Mm -hmm. relationship with her and knew from childhood what it meant to be loved Mm -hmm. he was able then to help Shoto find that for himself and push him to at least find it for himself yeah, yeah, because he was very emotionally constipated, I think is a good term (laughs) Right? I mean, he he was just oblivious to social cues and how to act and very kind of detached from people, which very understandable in the ways that he was raised, you know, with this overbearing, just terrible, hard ass father who uh, vicariously lived 
all of his aspirations because Shoto was perceived by Endeavor to be like the perfect specimen. I would say specimen is a good word because literally that's what he viewed him as his tool. Yes. Of 50-50 split of both uh, his mom and himself. Like, goddamn, why would you do that to a child? Let them live, be a kid. Right, I mean, you have to think of it in the very real sense of Shoto existed for his father's gains. Yeah, he kept on having kids literally until he had Shoto. I mean, think about being a kid and growing up and knowing the only reason you're alive is because your dad wants to pass on his legacy. Like, it's not even, yeah, it's not even to support you as a person. He didn't have you because he wanted to have kids. He had you because he had a plan and you are the tool to make it happen. Jesus Christ, how do you get a personality? How do you become your own person? Uh, Yeah, is that your personality, you know, is what I would ask Endeavor. Right? I mean, it's so troubling on so many things because one, that's a genetic lottery. Like, you don't know what you're going to get. Right. Right? what was it at least three three of his siblings well the rest of his siblings all look very much like shoto's mom with figments of yes. endeavor in there but shoto is the one that is closest to endeavor and that's what kind of drove the mom over the edge at that particular point in time well i think what happened because toya was oh, born with shit, red hair you're right And so Endeavor thought, oh, he has red hair. He's going to have, like, the fire. Also, side note, you think that physical attributes are going to mean that his internal attributes, whatever. (laughs) Uh, But so Toya had red hair, I think, initially. I mean, the the child's photo has him with white hair. But from my understanding, there are flashbacks from Shoto's past. And he's got the two white hair siblings. Or, like, and then doesn't his sister have, like, the little red tips? Yeah. Red in her hair. Yeah. And so Toya has his father's mm-hmm. hell flame yeah. to the extreme. I mean, again, spoiler alert, we all know Toya is Dobby yes. at this point. I mean, we should. And so his body literally cannot mm-hmm. handle the flames. So the whole reason that Endeavor even got with their mom to begin with is because she has an ice power. And he can't handle his own flames. So if he was going to have a kid, he needed someone to be able to, like, internally Arranged cool quirk marriage. I know. He set this up because he had the money. Yes. I mean, Jesus. If you want to start at the beginning with I red know. flags, it's there like it is, when people <laughs> push their kids to have kids because it's like, oh, I want my legacy to live on in this weird... Yeah. Oh, yeah. People do that. Nah. No, I'm, I'm aware. My response is your legacy uh, yeah. dies with me. And it, it just blows my mind that, you know, people are so obsessed with that. I mean, it's like it's, it's an weird, honor man. thing. I mean, that's why so many cultures prefer sons over daughters, because the last name will live on with them. And they can produce then the heirs that are needed. It's Yeah, stupid. and also as a woman or female identifying, you do not need to change your last name. I got degrees attached to this last name. No. I ain't changing it for nobody. Yes. Again, I'm uh, a personal here. I did not take my husband's last name. I didn't. I still have my... I am a whole person on my fucking own. I don't need to be taking someone else's last name. I don't need to be carrying on some kind of heir legacy bullshit. Like... Yeah. No. (laughs) I think another really good point about the relationship between Shoto and Izuku 
is that when they have that family dinner in the fifth season where shit hits the fan, you know, Shoto is caught talking to his sister about whether or not he's going to forgive Endeavor and want to make a relationship with him again. Yeah. Because Fiumi wants to do that. She wants to have a whole family. Bless her. She's the only one who wants that kind of outlook. But she's allowed to want that. Absolutely. Yeah, there's like no right or wrong in this situation because I understand the feelings of negativity and apprehension that the boys have in regard to Endeavor. I think the sister just, she undertook the mom's role Mm -hmm. and values each of these people and sees the good in everyone despite their shortcomings. Mm-hmm. And that's why she decides to go that route and in- encourages and hopes for that from her brothers as well. Right. And Izuku then turns to Shoto and says that he feels he's on his way to forgiving Endeavor. Yeah. And yeah. that I think what was really important, though, that Izuku said was, if you never want to forgive him, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that you will just because that's your personality. Yeah. But to know that like you just said, there's no right way to experience this kind of trauma. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think a lot of people need to hear. It's okay to never forgive an abuser. It's okay to then want to forgive just so you can move on. Yeah, you, you do know? it more for yourself than the actual person who hurt you. Right, and that's the whole whole way to wrap up the Todoroki family is each of these people need to do what's best for them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that they can heal. And whether it's Fuyumi wanting the family together, Natsu, who ha- will have nothing to do with Endeavor, mm-hmm. Toya, who went a little crazy. That, that's, our, that's our baby child, yes. Our sweet baby um, child. And then, you know, Shoto, who's in the middle. It, he doesn't really know, because I feel like he got the brunt of it at, in the end. Oh, yeah, certainly. I I think it's very telling in both character design and the story how he is literally split in half. Yeah. And he doesn't know if he wants to forgive or not. And he doesn't know what he wants because there are literally two halves of himself that need to work together to then be who Shoto would be and is as a person. Yeah. And I love that Midoriya during the tournament brought that up that both of these quirks, both sides of your family are important in this process. That you are still your own person. Yes, you have your dad's hell flame, but you still have your mom's ice and Mm -hmm. the balance is there. That both are important. And it doesn't make you endeavor, which I think was really what he needed to hear. Yes, absolutely. Poor, poor Shoto. I swear to God. I know our other baby child. My other baby child, you just want to cup him up and hold him and go, it's going to be okay. Oh, put him in your pocket. Yes. A fireproof pocket. <laughs> That's insulated as well. I was going to say, like, put him in a, a cold or hot coffee mug, you know? A little koozie? <laughs> yeah, a little koozie. Shout out koozie. Sorry. That's going to be released soon, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, like, coming up with so many good things. <laughs> oh, I need to put some trademarks and copyrights on these. But anywho. <laughs> yeah, before the episode is released, <laughs> got to get some paperwork in, in motion. Let's let's bring this back. Okay. 
Back to our initial, we're, we're still in my hero because I feel like there's still more family dynamics that we need to work through here or yes, relationships yes. we need to work through. Uh, such as that I mentioned last episode, Bakugo and his family. Mostly mom. It is mostly mom, but I feel like yeah. dad too. Because here's, here's the thing. When you have Mitsuki, who is, trigger warning, emotionally abusive, you can't spin yeah. it any other way no you, you gotta call times, it what it is yeah right from the few times we we hear her talking to bakugo we understand like she's not a very nice soft person no it's like midoriya's mom but the rough around the, the edges yeah version of <laughs> yeah that. and um you she she says all this stuff so readily so you know she's been saying this for years and when you have something like that the spouse should have some kind of step up and say we need to not talk to our kids this way we need to do something else Mm -hmm. i'm not saying it's all his dad's fault but i'm saying that when you're the partner to someone you have the most sway yeah yeah you can't just sit by and be okay yeah all right like at that point you're just letting it happen i mean what's the saying i want to say here you can't be complicit in violence Mm, and uh, silence is violence. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, his dad never directly raised his voice at Bakugo, at Katsuki, but did he ever stop his mom? Yeah. It's a tough dynamic to see because then you see the like the small insights into other families, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're very supporting, like mm-hmm. um, Ochako's family. Another good example of a good family. Yeah, or um, where it's like a sound family unit, you know, like as a Mm -hmm. whole, they are together and for one another. Or Mm -hmm. um, what's the fella with the the pistons in his legs? Oh, uh, Tanya Ida. Yes, thank you. Would have not remembered that. Oops. It's okay, I had a full-ass minute here where I was like, oh, what is his name? <laughs> oh, God. Um, and uh, I feel like this dynamic can go either way, right? Because it's a lot of pressure of being, like the Todoroki family, a generational hero family. Mm-hmm. And he takes so much of that to heart, and how can I be like my brother, and mm-hmm. I want to be like him. Um, can I ever fill his role? Especially when the brother insists that he take the the superhero getup when he is horribly injured. So it's like the, the almost like toxic positivity, maybe. Yeah, I can actually see that. I feel like toxic positivity is a new phenomenon. Yes, yeah. Which I still I still appreciate. Again, we are humans. We grow every day. We learn new things every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, so toxic positivity is like, you can do it. You've got this. You're strong enough. You're brave enough. You're smart enough. Yeah. Instead of actually listening to someone's fears, just for listeners who might not understand or have not heard what toxic positivity is. Yeah. Um, You know, when someone comes to you and says, I'm really worried about this test, toxic positivity would be, you're smart, you've got this. Versus positivity would just be, what are you worried about? I believe in you. I know you can do it. Like, you've been studying. Yeah, giving you examples of why they know that you can do this versus just brushing you off with a general, 
you're smart enough, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And discounting those very valid feelings that you have. Right. And I can see that. And I can also see, like, just a lot of guilt that Ida might have. Yes. Oh, absolutely. With his brother getting hurt and then taking over his name, maybe he doesn't think he can do that. Yeah. Or, like, it's not his place. Yeah, because it's Um, like, he is his own person, even mm -hmm. though he's so rigid in so many respects, Mm -hmm. and perfectionistic, and, you know, these are all, they can be good things, but they also can be just very detrimental things, because there's just so much pressure one places on oneself to to be a certain way, especially if it's the expectation, like, oh god, well, I'm gonna have to take over this family business one day, um, Mm -hmm. and- by taking on the name and even the the costume, he doesn't have his own identity, if you think about it. Right. I mean, to think about having a kid and their initial... Like, you have a kid because you expect them to do something. Or be mm-hmm. something for you. Yeah. Or, again, carrying that legacy. Like, at that point, you're not giving them the chance to have a personality. Yeah, no autonomy whatsoever. No autonomy, no way to learn how to talk or not talk, but like interact with others, you Mm -hmm. know, you're not giving them a chance to explore who they might be and what they might enjoy. They just know automatically when I grow up, I'm going to be this, whether I like it or not. Yeah, Mm. I I think it's, it's, it's important to talk about because I feel like it's this very like little insidious thing. That mm-hmm. comes up. Um, it reaches ahead certainly when the the brother is injured, but he takes it really hard, and that guilt gets in the way a lot mm-hmm. of him actually doing something or being more reckless. Even I would say, because yeah. it's like, well, I gotta be the best and have to live up to this certain expectation, and I'll never be like my brother. Like, yes, you will never be like your brother because you're you, right? And that's ridiculous for you to think otherwise, or for anyone else, for that matter. I will I will say there's a really funny portion where later in the, in the episodes, I think they're going to go and save Katsuki. Uh-huh. And Ida said something about, like, this isn't legal or something. And I think, was it Shoto who turned to him and deadpanned, oh, and killing someone for your brother is? <laughs> Tell him. <laughs> I just love that. I love that so much. I yeah. feel like it's kind of a good segue of going from like familial familial relationships to maybe friendships in the show, mm-hmm. um, and how how these characters interact with each other too. Yeah, yeah. In in healthy or not so healthy ways. <laughs> it's it's weird, right? Because it's like the people around us shouldn't be the rehab centers for getting us to a baseline of functioning. Whether oh, that's friendships, damn. romantic relations. I, I just had to say it. No, like, you. Yeah. it needs to be said. Yeah, you're you're not responsible for people's shitty behavior. Um, you're not their rehab center. Please don't take it as a personal challenge. And I feel like oh, this most no. often applies in dating situations. Yes. Um, and f- just from my personal experience, what I've noticed with women towards men. Mm-hmm. Um. And newsflash, if they don't want to change, they're not going to change. People have to want to change and admit that there's an issue before they start that process. Mm-hmm. So just don't. Girl. Just stop. 
or boy, you cannot fix them. Mm-mm. They have to fix themselves. Nope. You can support them, but you cannot fix them. Nope. And it's not up to you to do that deep dive. They're going to have to work through that by themselves and seek those resources by themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I kind of like um, Kirishima's friendship with Bakugo. Mm. And I know there are people out there who ship them together past a friendship. You do you. I see it as a, as a friendship. Yeah. And, you know, the reason I see it as a friendship is because you can love your friends. Oh, and have it absolutely. be a friendship. Yeah. Like, both men and women can just have same-sex or opposite-sex friendships and have it just be a friendship. Like, that's, it's okay. Those exist. Now, if you're, <laughs> if you're shipping them because, like, you, you like that or, or it makes you feel happy, then fine. But I, I don't. I'm just making that distinction here. Yeah. Yeah. I see it as a friendship. And the reason I see it as a friendship is because Kirishima <laughs> will not put up with any of Bakugo's shit. No, and it's he, done with love. Yes. He sees, I think, what Bakugo has been raised on or mm-hmm. sees as normal. And Kirishima is our favorite soft boy and does not, like, knows that that's not normal. Knows it's not how you're supposed to interact with people. And instead yeah. of calling him names or belittling him or making fun of him, he just calls him out on it and says, hey, that's mm-hmm. not how we talk to friends. That's not how we do this. Yeah. That's what you're doing is actually hurting, whether you know it or not. It's a, it's good boundary setting. And at the mm-hmm. same time, like, he's educating. He's putting that out there. He's not trying to change him. But mm-hmm. he's telling him, like, if we're going to be friends, it's not how you talk to me. Right. Yeah. And I feel like I always the one the one character I kind of feel the most bad for in my hero is Denki. Lost in the fray. Well, not just that, but he's always the butt of their jokes. Yeah, yeah, it's him or Mineta. Yeah, Mineta deserves it, but Denki is like a <laughs> <Yes>. good. <laughs> I was like, say Denki. it, say it. <laughs> Is a good person, like, generally, you know? Yeah, and he's, like, yeah. he's actually a good hero. He has zero self-confidence, which makes me so sad. And mm-hmm. he's friends with Bakugo and Kirishima, but I feel like he tags along more than he's invited. Or at yeah. least from... Granted, Bakugo invites absolutely zero anybody except Kirishima. And that's, like, season four. <laughs> Yeah. Where he finally opens up enough. It's it's an interesting holy trinity of the series. <laughs> it really is. Um, because you're right. That, that is kind of Denki's role, but it's... Even, like, Kirishima suffers from self-confidence issues. Like, yeah. that whole battle when he was with Fat Gum. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and, like, literally, when he steals up the body, you know, hardens the body, it's like, I'm a rock. Like, I am mm-hmm. firm. In just like my convictions, and that this is where I'm supposed to be. Yes, I'm unbreakable. Gonna, yes, unbreakable, unshakable, and it. Yeah, and and I feel like is the same attitude that he has toward friendships. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, poor Denki. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, he does really get a lot of shit, doesn't he? I wonder if. Um, because I feel like as Kirishima is helping Bakugo grow, Bakugo is helping Kirishima grow. Mm. Because he's he tells him he's strong. 
He tells him, of course you're supposed to be here. Why are you thinking like that? Granted, he's not sitting him down and saying nicely, no, I believe in you. Of course you deserve to be here. Yeah. He's saying, don't be a fucking dumbass. Of course you deserve to be here. But Ijiro at least can read that as, no, you should be proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. You've worked hard to be here. You deserve to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Very Bakugo vocab. Yeah. 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 Very in character. And I know, I know later in the, the manga right now, it's not animated yet, that Dinky does have some really good, cool moments that he does feel, like, loved and supported by his classmates. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just gotta get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it, it really is the destination, not the journey mm-hmm. in finding yourself and, you know, where you fit in, and but also staying true to yourself at the end of the day. And not yeah. just, like, you know, going through the motions, but also thinking like everybody else especially your friends or um and being your own person in that process not getting lost or or consumed by that yeah because that's important too i feel like sometimes people just kind of like in friendships or romantic relationships just integrate (laughs) have you noticed that i i kind of i mean it's hard for (laughs) It's hard for me to, like, read into that because this can be a whole other topic. But just to give this out there to the to the listeners. And, I mean, I know, I've talked about it with you before, too. Yeah. I identify as asexual, so I don't really get, like, uh, mm-hmm. relationships sometimes. It's, it's a little lost on me. <laughs> so that could also be a big reason why I see a lot of these as just friendships because they remind me of my own friendships I've had and I have yeah. never deemed any of them sexual. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying like it has to be uh, sexual in nature, but it's like uh, people like think of the Mean Girls way, right? Like uh, who were Regina George's minions? Karen and what's the other one? Oh, um... The toaster Gretchen. strudel? Gretchen, yeah. Gretchen Wiener. Yeah, I was just going to be like, toaster strudel chick. Like, <laughs> it was very much a unit, a we. And, yes, okay. you know, like, Regina was the brains, and they were like, whatever, you know, whatever Regina says, we're going to do. I'm like Regina. Mm-hmm. Like, those kinds of friendships. Okay, now, I, s- I think I spaced for, like, two seconds, and I didn't catch the first half of what you said. <laughs> My brain just kind of like I, I I zoned for this is the worst part when you zone for just like five seconds and then you come back and they ask you a question and you go oh shit I promise I have been paid attention yeah yeah just like nod your head and say yes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the buffer symbol was there I swear <laughs> okay but do we so we've spent a lot of time on my hero academia <laughs> we surely do because as I've learned we have a lot of time for my hero. <laughs> My Hero Academia. Um, so why don't we why don't we just stick with it and yeah. let's look at some of maybe the not so great relationships in My Hero Academia. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like we already touched a little bit about the trials and tribulations of the Todoroki family. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you would like to expound upon there? Hmm, probably. Well, so it's. Probably not. I think we touched on almost everything there was. Yeah. I mean, and again, I will fully stay in the camp of fucking never. I I can't. I don't like him. I don't like what he did. And again, like we've said, you don't have to. 
Yeah, yeah, I I second that motion and agree with you. Um, Is, I don't know, just too many years spent being an asshole. (laughs) Well, and I mean, when you when you learn what he did to Toya, yeah, what caused Toya to run away is that Toya thought he had the Hellflame under control mm-hmm. and wanted to show his dad yeah. what he could do. And so from this is what happens in the manga is Toya goes out to, you know, this tree area because of course the Todorokis are filthy rich and so they have this giant mansion. Mm-hmm. And um he goes outside and his dad like tells his dad you should meet me here and his dad Endeavor never goes, never shows up. And so Toya in a fit of rage and despair because all he's ever wanted to do is get Endeavor's affection. Yeah. Is he just, he bursts into flames. He bursts everything within a so many feet radius around him into flames. Mm -hmm. And he never fully heals from it, mentally or physically. It's it's really upsetting. It really is. I mean, it's like, it's like Toya knew very early on that what Endeavor wanted was not him. Oh, God. How awful is that? How hard is that on a child? Yeah, it's like you never had a chance. So no matter what you do growing up, you'll never be enough for this person. Yeah, And it's just, you know, for for Toya, too, then Ray, his mom, was, was constantly pregnant. Like, yeah. she was then pregnant with, I think, Fuyumi is the next one, and then she's pregnant with Natsuo, and then she's pregnant with Shoto. Yeah. Shoto only knew her by being in the hospital. Yeah. But Toya at least knew her as the woman who was constantly basically being forced to have children until Endeavor had, like, she had one that Endeavor wanted. That's, it's, it's messed up on just so many levels, and it's like this weird kind of generational trauma as well, I would argue. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah, it's upsetting. It's upsetting. But I feel like there's also many other animes with great examples of these unhealthy relationship dynamics, some that we can put a name to. Um, Mm -hmm. You brought up a really excellent one. Would you like to talk about that? Oh, yeah. So one of the very easy tropes that you can think of when you think of an unhealthy relationship is yandere and yandere is basically someone who is in love with another person and that love turns to obsession stalker you know mm-hmm. psych- like psychosis yeah um to keep it in the my hero family uh toga is a very clear example of a yandere because she becomes mm-hmm. obsessed with izuku yeah yeah and in in some cases uh, and also along the same track she becomes obsessed with Ochako. Oh, yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. And she says that she loves them both. That is loaded. This is very loaded. Because she, Toga is always saying that she wants to, her love, not maybe not her love to be accepted, but she wants to just create a world where she can be herself mm. and love who she wants and love how she wants. And so I feel like it very much toes the line of, you know, I don't want to say queer baiting, but she's, if that's what she's saying, then she loves Ochako and Izuku equally. And it is very clear that it is romantic love. Yes, but also like a lot of unresolved childhood trauma 
because she wasn't accepted for who she was. She wasn't Mm -hmm. loved the way she should have been, especially as a young child Mm -hmm. and not given the space to have that love and support to perhaps have things be different. I mean, who knows? Maybe she, even if the environment was perfect and conducive, she still would have ended up how she did. Who's to say? Right. Um, But maybe the chances would have been better to have healthier boundaries and understanding of relationships and, you know, like, do you love this person really? Right. I mean, it's all about when you look into psychology of, of things, it's nature versus nurture. Yeah. So could she just be inherently a little scattered? Or is it because she was raised in a, an environment that said she was wrong on all levels and couldn't be saved? Which is just nuts to me that they viewed her as, like, this mistake. Mm-hmm. Oh. To anyone, feel- child or adult, man. And that's, that's I feel like, a lot of my hero academia was just being viewed as mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because even when you come all the way to the original One for All and All for One, All for One saw One for All as a mistake. Saw him as a broken person because he didn't have a quirk. Yikes. I mean, it talk about God complex from our last episode. All for fucking one has a God complex. Yeah, yeah. It's it's in the name, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and especially when you have a society that's that's based around something that is entirely undecided by a person. You either have a quirk or you don't, and you cannot control that. Yeah. It's like it's very, very equal to certain uh, prejudices and discriminations that exist in our society. Absolutely. It's a very good representation of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of these relationships then exist in a world that is based on, like, the society that says you're good if you have a quirk and you're bad if you don't. It's like the opposite of X-Men. Where they're ostracized because they have these superpowers, even though they're doing, like, good things with them. It is the opposite of X-Men, yes. Uh, In an alternate universe. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just, I don't know, it's it's a little, it's wild to me, honestly, that there is any good, healthy relationship in this world to begin with. Like, if you really think about it, because yeah. hero society, I mean, let's let's be honest, the villains have a bit of a point where hero society is absolute bullshit, and a lot of it mm-hmm. is just- Showboating. You know, showboating. It's money and fame, and that's it. Yeah. But- yeah, Lots of moonlighting. So I feel like when you have healthy relationships, or characters that grow in a relationship, mm-hmm. that is the important part. So I just want to- The relationship, the friendship between Bakugo and Izuku. Yeah. Toxic as fuck in the beginning. But then as they grow and mature, Bakugo realizes he's been wrong. And to have a character that is so strong-willed and loud and blessedly obnoxious and full of himself and confident to admit he was wrong the entire time? Yeah. It hasn't been animated yet, but there's a there's a moment and he apologizes to Izuku for everything he's done. And girl, I yeah. it's there's not going to be a dry eye in the house. Well, because yeah, Izuku, poor Izuku was a emotional punching bag and a physical punching bag, you know, a couple of times for Bakugo. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you know what we we all make mistakes. If you take accountability, accountability mm-hmm. is so important. 
Yes. And again, actions over words, actions mean more than mm-hmm. a- take active steps to change it. Because sometimes like we call other people toxic, but then it's like, what if you were the toxic one all along? Like maybe yeah. not to as big of a scale, but still had some toxicity in you. And we're just shitty to other people, like someone was shitty to you, but now you're passing that on. Right. No, I I completely agree. It takes a lot to then step back and say, oh, I'm part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it's really important that the creator of this, this whole series has a character do that. A main frontal focused character mm-hmm. step backs and says... I should not have done any of this. Yeah, I was a bit of a turd. Because <laughs> one can say he was. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's why I like my hero so much is that they break so many boundaries. Like they break so many walls down. Yeah. They call creepy behavior out because it's creepy behavior. They, granted, don't do a great job of making their female characters well-rounded mm-hmm. um but at the same time they make them strong on their own you know yeah they, they showcase ochako lifting a whole fucking like airplane by herself super dope super dope and froppy and like we've we've talked about all this before and mm-hmm. so it's it's finally showing characters that are all strong in their own ways and yeah. how they interact with each other and the fact that bad behavior gets called out. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more of that, please. Yes, a little bit more actual character growth. Like, I would say Bakugo Katsuki would equal Zuko's character growth level from uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, Zuko is also like a fire guy, right? Kind of, he's yeah. like the Shoto of... <laughs> There are so many comics that compare Zuko and Shoto, and they just go Scar Twin, like Scar that's... Twin. But no, it's seeing growth and seeing healthy relationships, and uh-huh. also calling out bad relationships is, I think, what my hero does a really good job of. Yeah, yeah. I, feelings are paramount to My Hero Academia, <laughs> whether they're like positive or negative. Um, however you want to categorize them, but they, it's a lesson on feelings. (laughs) Yes. 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 (laughs) So do you have any last, uh, thoughts or, or opinions or feelings about the relationships that are shown in My Hero Academia? Um, I think they're interesting. I look forward to seeing what the future seasons bring. And, um, yeah, we're always working on ourselves and doing our best, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you everyone for listening then. If you've enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, show us to a friend, send us out into the void that is the internet, and tell people that we're awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate you coming and listening. (laughs) So, until next week, until we meet again, stay alive, friends. Bye.